Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her. We are San Diego's LGBTQ plus pop culture podcast. I am your host, Tony, and I'm here with the crankiest drag queen in San Diego. Miss Miriam T is here this week. Hi, Miss Miriam. she, her, me, Miss Miriam T. You know, that is a title that I wear with pride. I know you I do. Being, I love being the crankiest queen on the block. <laughs> and you are. And the one who's making sure this ship does not sink producer rob's here hi robbie hey everybody i'm here too (laughs) (laughs) and the boys uh bashy and eric are off this week but we have a very very special guest that i'm super excited that miss mariam and t mariam t and i get to chat with um she is an actress a writer comedian based out of new york and has a very popular podcast all about gay sex called we're having gay sex. It is Ashley <laughs> Gavin. How are you, Ashley? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, you are on today. So you're in New York right now, right? You're based in New York. Yeah, I am. So first off, how is the weather there? Because I heard you guys have a lot of snow. Um, yeah, it just it just really came down. I'm I just realized that I have the live open. I just closed it. I was like, why am I hearing their voices again and again and again and again? I was like, damn, how do they do this? They're so talented. I closed it. It's out. It's really cold. Go. It it snowed so it hasn't snowed like that since I was a little kid. I grew up in New York City and yeah. we haven't had snow like that since I was an actual child. An actual um, child. So it's been really it's been really fun. That's good. Cool. Here it's a chilly, chilly 70 degrees with like no clouds in the sky. <laughs> yeah, it's nice in San Diego. It's a beautiful weekend in San Diego. Thank God. We had rain last week, but this week's been good. So, Ashley, how did You're you? The worst. I know. How did oh you get? God, this city shuts down when it rains. Oh, it's people insane. freak out. They don't know how to drive. It's like the end of the world. And it, and I'm talking sprinkling. People are like, oh my God, what's happening? It's apocalypse. They don't know how to react in weather. Mind. It's crazy. <laughs> so actually, you do stand up in New York. How did you get started in stand up? Like, how did did you always oh, want to do it as a kid? Or you no, know, people ask that, and you're like, how do I tell them about the void in my heart? Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I I think all artists have a void in their heart, and we're just trying to look at how to fill that. Yeah, but I think I always wanted to be a performer. I worked in tech for a few years, like trying to avoid that life because I think anyone with a brain would not choose to become a stand-up comedian or a drag queen or anything else uh, in in that realm. Um, But then I I just was very sad. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to really give this a shot. And that's when I started stand-up. Oh, nice. So I, when preparing for the show all week, I've been like watching Ashley Gavin comedy all week, right? So this oh, cool. one Wednesday, <laughs> I went into like a hardcore Ashley Gavin comedy K-hole for like two hours, stoned off my ass. And I was laughing, laughing. I'm a good 45 minutes into your video. And then a TEDx talk comes on and it's you explaining <laughs> computer science. Yeah. And I'm like, is that her twin? Is that her, is that her? What's going also, on? Also, so... I had never tweezed my eyebrows up until that point, yeah. so it really just does look like a like a a, a twin, like a twin or something. Yeah. Like this other <laughs> Ashley so... that chose a wildly different life. Um, and I the am pants like, are awful. Completely <laughs> stoned, and it threw me for a loop. And I gotta keep checking to see if it was the same Ashley. No, you... it's me. That is my very. That's my TED talk that I wish didn't exist. <laughs> But you you got your degree in computer science, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I studied. Comedy. 
I know it's so dumb. What is wrong with me? Why am I doing this? Well, I could be rich. Well, I got like an art degree and I was like, I'm going to be an artist, live on the beach. No, nobody, they don't tell you you don't make shit as an artist. And now I'm in finance. It's <laughs> like totally ridiculous, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I wish I, I wish I were in finance. I yeah. wish. I so, wish I had finance. <laughs> don't yeah, we yeah. all? <laughs> so you have a very, very popular podcast. Um, we're having gay sex. And let everybody know what the premise is about the podcast because I think it's a brilliant idea and it's so hilarious. Thank you. So it's me and my friend, Gara. Gara is my youngest, queerest friend. I call them my youth in the sound booth. They keep me from getting canceled. Um, They're there because we have all these conversations with gay, straight, trans, cis, non-binary, anyone that you can think of. It doesn't matter if they've had gay sex or not comes on to we're having gay sex to discuss sort of like what is what gay sex how gay sex is relative to their life. And they might tell a really raunchy story. They might tell like a coming out story. Um, And it's just a lot of fun. It feels like you're inside a conversation with all of your queer best friends. And a lot of people don't have queer best friends. (laughs) So if you're straight, you get your questions answered. And if you're queer and you're feeling alone, you can turn to this, you know, to have to have those conversations maybe that you can't have in your small town. Yeah, for sure. And you guys cover like everything because some of the conversations I'm like, oh, yeah, they have no holds bar. No, holds oh, bar there guys. is there's no line. Yeah. I think last week in an episode I said, oh, my girlfriend said I can't talk about that. And yeah, that's the first time Jennifer, Jen, right? Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, that one's off the table. And I was like, OK, I guess. I got to respect your privacy. But if it were just me, I'd put it out there for sure. <laughs> and you've had um, great guests. Like you have Mateo Lane, who I love, and Emma Willman. Isn't he the best? They yeah. both are. And I listen to their show, too. And they're hilarious. I love both. They're so funny. RuPaul's Drag Race, Dita Ritz was on your show, too, which was yeah. a interesting episode. We have... I don't know what's happening. Every People just do my podcast. <laughs> because you know what it is? And I it's don't know sex. why. It's about sex. I mean, People want to talk about sex. Sex. Everybody can relate to sex. That's what it is. Yeah. And I don't think anything like this. It's weird, but I don't think there has been a mainstream gay sex podcast. There's mm-hmm. like tons of sex positivity for women. And I feel like men have had straight men have had free reign <laughs> yeah. with their genitals for millennia. So, you know, uh, it, it is really something new, um, which is really exciting. Yeah. And you approach it, you and uh, Gara approach it with, it doesn't matter if you're how you identify, you always tie it back to how, ha- whatever you did sexually this week, we're going to make it gay. We're going to talk about the gay version <laughs> yes. of it. So it's very relatable to everybody. Like everybody can relate to it because everybody's having sex. And you just point out kind of what, what part of their sex activity was gay or gay-ish, gay-related, I, I guess. There's so much mystery around it when in reality, most of it is stuff that everyone has done. So it's very strange to me that there's just like, how does it work when when everyone has done this stuff, you know? So yeah. that's that's always a fun aspect of the show, too. Has there ever been a guest or a conversation that you were shocked of when they when you were when it came up on the show where you're like, oh, wow, OK, I didn't expect it to go this way. Oh, wow, that's a really good question. I think that 
people have asked me that before and I'm never prepared to answer it because I am so open-minded on yeah. the show. There's like literally not anything. I guess when Dita Ritz says, said that you can put gerbils in your butt, that that was like a thing that people did <laughs> that I was like, what? Do still do it. I don't know if people still, still do, it. do it. I know it was a thing. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Well, you remember that? Well, I'm old as dirt, but there was a rumor way back in the day that Richard Gere used to shove gerbils yes. up his ass. I remember hearing yeah. that when I was a kid. And who makes that up? I know. That has to be true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get sued for slander. That has to be true because how can you make that up? Or why? Who was they were sitting around going, you know what? I'm going to start a rumor about Richard Gere. <laughs> gerbils let's do it you know what I mean? that he led a gerbil into his anus via a paper towel roll that's how they do it right is it through a paper <laughs> is towel it through, roll? is it i don't I think i think so i so i think i think the i think um i think the 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 walls have to be uh, fairly loosened uh and then i believe you <laughs> well yeah I, 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 I would assume, and uh i believe you put a paper towel roll in your in your butt and you, the gerbil, you put it in the tube, and it has nowhere to go. In somebody else, you, somebody. The thing is, the most you become somebody, Tube I, I, City. You become Tube <laughs> yes, City. Yes. To, uh, somebody has to help you doing this. I'm assuming the gerbil. Well, operates. sure, the pet shop owner. And... Yeah. The, <laughs> Can you imagine somebody walking in and be like, "I need your finest gerbil, please. I have a." <laughs> and he's like, "Not you again." <laughs> I was on the local news because of you. <laughs> oh God! It just dances around on the prostate. I wonder. <laughs> Uh, why? Why? I love that. I'm gonna Does change my drag. Imagine if they had little tap shoes on and you just hear them in your rectum just tapping around in there. Can you imagine how cute durable tap shoes would be? I know. Very oh, cute. Adorable. <laughs> I okay, DreamWorks. I think you have I think you have an op- opportunity here. Yeah. Tap dancing gerbils. There you go, DreamWorks. Come on, Pixar. <laughs> Pull it together. Reformed, re- reformed gay sex working. Tap dance, anal tap <laughs> yeah they've reformed they've left their anal tap dance it's documentary behind. style yeah yeah and uh and now they want to was like i came across a real i was having a tough time i was in the street i came, <laughs> I came exactly. out to my mom i got kicked out i had nowhere to turn but richard gear's asshole it was I, the only place that would take me in i mean the paper <laughs> towel roll was right there i mean you couldn't say no and a part a of their recovery shot. process is tap and is tap dancing together yeah. in unity yeah <laughs> I, I love it. I would watch I it. I'd subscribe. Solid material. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that that was probably one of the most shocking things you heard on your show, Ashley. Yeah, just because it involves a living creature. Yeah. I I think I was you know I I'd heard for the first time in detail about rotting, which is oh yeah oh, no thank you I can't and. For the oh. the listener at home, yeah, if you don't know, it, it involves a um uh like a metal rod in the pee pee, but they yeah, call they it call oh it. not not rotting sounding sounding and, then, and then they'll they'll ding it and I didn't know that the vibration was like a critical part of the oh I didn't know that like it can ring into the, I think into the prostate That's I. The- I have learned so much about male anatomy <laughs> from this podcast that I had zero and I'm not an expert. I have no sex education background, like yeah. literally. And I try to tell people I, I'm not an expert and I don't want you to think that I am because I will not give. It's not an advice podcast. It's entertainment. It's yeah. openness. It's authentic conversation. But 
people often write to me for advice and I'm like, I, I am not the right person. <laughs> yeah, you mom. get you get like moms and stuff writing to you wanting advice for their kids. You, wow, you? thank you for listening to the podcast. I do, I'm telling you, I listen to the podcast. <laughs> thank yeah. you, that means so much to me. Yeah, yeah, we've had moms, we've had uh, people who are going through a divorce because they've realized after however many years of marriage that they're gay. I mean, just like really huge problems, real stuff and... I'm glad they take comfort in the podcast. I don't want them to leave. Yeah. But I also would read. I, I'm always like, there's probably a queer center in your neighborhood that like, you know, in the state, at least that you can reach out to to get yeah. the answer to your questions, because I am going to give you inaccurate <laughs> advice. <laughs> but it's like honest advice. <laughs> it's very raw advice, which I like. The one thing I do love about your show is there's a lot of other sex shows out there, but there's none from a gay female point of view that covers mm. everybody. Like, it's not just about lesbian sex. It's about just sex, down, dirty yes. sex, all over the board. And I think for me as a gay man listening, I haven't heard a podcast like this from a from a gay woman's point of view. And that to me is fascinating. And it's like We really try. Yeah. We try to be inclusive. Um, you know, obviously our our female listenership is our biggest block of listeners um as opposed to our male listenership and you know i think when you have that's just natural if you have like a lesbian host a lot of people um that listen are going to be lesbians or you know bisexual but we have like um a fair i i get reached out to by gay men and i love i love our gay male listeners i love our trans listeners our straight listeners because they're the people i'm like why wow you like you listen to this too like that's so cool like yeah. we're not even you know i like to i don't know i think there's just too many barriers between oh yeah queer people you know and um we act like i don't know we we it's so weird how segmented the cultures are and i just wish we would all connect a little more yeah no i totally agree with that especially being older, I remember growing up and there was always this weird relationship between gay men and lesbians, especially at the bar. I don't see it as yeah. much now, thank God. But I used to and I never understood why. Like, I'm like, why is there the gay and lesbian wars? I don't get it. Why? Yeah, I I, I have done a little research into it. Um, I think a lot. I mean, this is kind of a Debbie Downer, but I think some <laughs> of it comes across from the AIDS crisis. Yeah where I think lesbians really tried to distance themselves mm -hmm. from gay men, from what I understand. And that, yeah, that would yeah. do it. That That'll would do create <laughs> some lack of trust in some communities. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully, you know, now we're in a new place and I hope we can reconnect. We're starting here. We're starting right here. <laughs> also, also in the AIDS crisis, a lot of gay men don't realize that the le uh, there was a, a huge, huge group lesbian. of lesbians that were the saviors for that. Yeah. They set up massive um, because gay men couldn't donate blood. And so lesbians oh. showed up and did lesbian yeah. only blood drives. Um, there's a lot of, if you haven't researched <laughs> that, like take a look at that. Um, there was a huge movement of like lesbian only mm -hmm. blood drives. Um, through the HIV um, crisis, there That's was a, so cool. There was I a documentary, I think, about called. it. There it's, was a documentary it, about it on HBO. I want to say it came out years ago. Yeah, because they weren't. There was such a, a shortage of of blood and whatnot, and so they came. They stepped up to the plate and did that too. Yeah. Also, I think it has to do with just 
men are awful, gay or not. Um, oh yeah, and, they are. They're horrible. Um, like you know, we uh, you know the 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 toxic masculinity it steeps into the gay culture too, and that makes us like, so much more so than many. I realized. Yeah. yeah, working in gay bars, I hear so much hate towards lesbians just because they're women and it's just this stuff that's ingrained in gay men's heads don't hate us because we're women hate us because we're annoying but not because we're women come on absolutely i love that sorry i i can't not shit on lesbians i like i love us but also we come on guys it's a lot gay men are i can't stand gay men half the time they annoy the hell out of me and i'm a gay man i've actually started gravitating towards lesbians more i think it's because now more of my gigs are at our women's bar here in san diego uh and so now i'm just like oh my god they're so much better than gay men i know i like an old grizzled lesbian that's my favorite and i'm I'm hoping that i'm turning into that like she's not she's not sensitive anymore she's not a snowflake anymore she's just like "Ah, i've seen some shit you know like she's i swear to god that's that's what i want to be i swear (laughs) to god that is fran Fran lebowitz fran lebowitz that's Uh, did you watch the documentary i'm in the middle of it i'm fucking she's it's my so spirit good, animal it? i'm fucking obsessed with her yeah i want to be amazing. young i want to be like modern fran lebowitz like that's oh, like my career goal i love her she's <laughs> oh so good me and robbie watched it what last week or a week ago it was really really good if anybody so wants good to watch it. yeah so on the podcast you have your youth in the booth um gara so what first of all before we get to gara because i ha- i want to like talk about the whole cancel culture and all that that you guys bring up on every episode oh we gotta have gara on i know she she cracks me up like and when when i was started listening to the podcast i had a completely different visual of what gara looked like and then when i saw on video (laughs) i was like saw the mullet that is not how i pictured her head on it made it (laughs) even better a young queer with a mullet i know right (laughs) (laughs) it was so good But how did the concept of the show come about? Like, what made you decide, I'm going to do a podcast about gay sex. Let's do this. I had gotten out of, like, some serial monogamy for a really long period of time. And then I started dating pretty hoard because I had never gone through, like, a sleeping around type of phase. Um, And when I came out and was young, I had some trans friends. I don't remember when I uh, came to understand non-binary. Gara's non-binary. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I don't remember when I first learned about that. But at, when I got back in the dating scene, I was like, oh, I don't like know any. I am like old, like old compared like compared to the new queer scene so i thought oh it'd be fun to have a youth on the (laughs) podcast every week um and i had this idea for like this rotating youth that was just like the queerest person that i could possibly find and i knew that gara that they would be the perfect uh person to start with um but then they were just so fucking funny that i just like I was like, oh, we have to keep you on until you're not a youth anymore. Like, that's like, and I don't know what that point is, but they're just, we have a great natural chemistry and we're good friends in real life. Um, So it just, it just kind of went on, you know, Uh, they, they pitched themselves to me too. They were like, I think you should have me for longer. I love when I'm glad, I'm glad that I did. Tells the story that you sat down. I think it was in a diner somewhere and you said, I'm going to have a rotating 
youth come in and she looked at you and she says, no, you're not. <laughs> it's going to be me. She tells that story. I forget where I heard her say it, but it made me laugh. I was like, that is so I don't awesome. remember what episode that's on. I think it was, um, it might have been, you guys were on another podcast, I think, that oh, they were interviewing okay. Gara on and I had caught it and I remember her telling the story and it stuck with me because it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> but... Um, but I Sorry. love her on the show. Like she brings a very because she's young. Like she's young enough to yeah, be my, very my young. daughter. Like I because I'm old as dirt. But she brings a very like different point of view, especially if you if for the listeners who want to tune into. Um, we're talking we're about gay sex. Uh, the podcast she's she starts off in the first episode very PC snowflake super. Super worried about Gara has come oh, a long way know, about getting canceled. So, that's one of my they favorite really, parts of the show is watching they really, her. Uh, they really um, have shifted. They give me more leeway now. Uh, but in the beginning, they were like, "You can't yeah. say that." Um, you know, like, "Oh my gosh, you're canceled." Yeah. Uh, but now and then, now and then, they'll chime in and be like, "Oh, you're you're a little canceled on that." But yeah. I think I've learned a lot too. Uh, about how to better phrase things. Because a lot of times, you know, it's not really about the thing. Usually the intention is good. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, did you phrase it the right way? Did mm-hmm. you use the right words? Blah, blah, blah. It's just contextualizing it. Yeah. And it's, and they, they, they do a very good job of, of that balance of keeping it like, okay, PC, okay, no. But very, and the way they explain it on the podcast, amazing like it's just yeah it just adds a whole nother layer to to your all's show and i love it i love it <laughs> thank you um but with the cancel culture have you know like what have you noticed with the cancel culture especially now it seems just very kind of almost little, dangerous in a way it's a little scary um as a comedian in particular um especially now that i'm not to toot my own horn, but before the podcast, literally no one knew who I was. <laughs> I mean, I had like a very uh, avid local New York fan base. Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, it was just nobody. And now that I've put things on the internet and they get however many millions of views, you see comments where you're like, oh, wow, I, I did not anticipate that kind of reaction to that. Um, and it's kind of this piling on and it's interesting because people are really, I think mostly they're just events and they mm-hmm. don't mean anything by it. But when you have like so many people just kind of venting at you um, and this is not getting canceled. This is just like someone takes your point of view to an extreme because yeah. it's a one minute stand up clip and, you know, maybe they don't watch a lot of stand up or maybe, um, they something that particularly happens in in my stand up as a gay person is because I think you're held up to a higher standard is maybe your my like cis lesbian point of view is not representative of gay men. It's not representative of non-binary, non-binary people, trans people. So sometimes people will be like, well, what about this? And I'm always like, well, sure, but it's it's my stand up. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't speak for them. I, I want all of those standups to rise up and become, you know, famous and funny for their point of view. But you can only speak from your own point of view. 
when you do stand up. And, and so sometimes people feel that you're leaving someone out when in reality, the art is an in, it's a solo art form. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to give an artist a little bit of leeway that they, that they don't make caveats for every single possible scenario. Yeah. I guess, I don't know if that kind of makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. Totally makes totally sense. It. And how is it performing stand up for a gay, a gay crowd, I guess you could say, versus straight crowd? Because we had another older lesbian comic on our first season, and she had very strong viewpoints about the different audiences. So I'm wondering for you how that, how that is, especially in New York. Bottom line, straight people are way more fun to perform for. <laughs> I can second that. I'm so sorry, Gabe. I'm so sorry, queer fans. They just don't think as much about the implications of every single word that they're hearing. Um, And I stand by my stand up. I don't think I, you know, I have made jokes where I'm like, you know what? That doesn't meet my moral bar or like, I don't, I don't feel totally right saying that. I'm not going to make that joke anymore. Um, you know, even as I'm working out a joke, I'm realizing, oh, yeah, this is a little iffy. I'm not sure yeah. I should say that. But at the end of the day, when I put something out, like particularly on the Internet, I'm usually like really confident um, in the content. But when you're performing for straight people, they don't come in there being like, all right, OK, what kind of, <laughs> who are you going to offend today? Whereas queer people, I think, are a lot more like frankly they're more thoughtful they're more thoughtful like kind sensitive people so when they hear something they really think about it before they're like okay yeah that's not offensive but even that brief amount of time (laughs) impacts the 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 joke landing you know what i mean and it's not all of them obviously um that would be uh, silly to say it also like you as a comedian have to build trust with your audience. The trust that I build with a straight audience is like totally different than the way that I build it with a gay audience. Yeah. You know, with a gay (laughs) audience, they kind of, they, they know that I'm not, um, they know that I, well, frankly, that I'm, I'm not trying to be one of those. I'm not PC comics. I'm not one of those. I, I don't, I'm not worried about PC police in my comedy. It doesn't bother me. So you have to prove that to them, that you're okay with some political correctness and that you understand there's a place for it and you know what that line is. That's what you're doing for gay people. For straight people, you you just got to be like, "Ah, I like tits. Don't you guys like tits? And the men are like, yeah, I like tits. And then you're all, everyone's good. Everything's squared away. (laughs) They're like, oh, she's not an angry lesbian. She likes tits like me. So there, yes. that that usually does it. <laughs> and is Miriam is drag the same? Oh, one hundred percent. Especially yeah. since, like, especially with working at Lips for so long. Well, you you know are, are familiar with Lips, I'm sure. There's one in New York City. Um, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a drag queen dinner theater. Um, there's five theater. throughout the country. <laughs> um, but uh, our clientele is ninety percent straight folks. Uh, a good chunk of them have it's their first. That's time great, ever though. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it is. It is awesome. Um, but it's just what the uh, my boyfriend loves to hear. He's like, "Tell me one of the jokes you tell the straight people," because he's like, <laughs> "It's not that funny." But they. <laughs> but I can't give them what I do. At, I can't give them a joke that I give at a, at, at a gay bar. I can't do the same thing that I do at a gay bar because it just whoosh, over the yeah. head and they're just and you know it's 
it's very easy to in the same way that you can identify you like tits i can very much be like oh dude my dick's in my dress like i can identify with the straight yeah. guy who, who's balled up nervous yeah but light at a drag show that afraid is some crossdresser is going to touch him um <laughs> and you can kind of level with them in different ways yeah um, yeah it's it's very different uh straight people are really fun to perform it's like uh it's like a kid going to disneyland for the first time and they're just happy to be there and they're just like uh, amazed by the spectacle of it all. Yeah, it's new. It's exciting. Yeah, they, they thought about it one time and now they can laugh right. about it and like yeah. learn. They saw the VHS planning, you know, plan your vacation tapes at home things. And they're like, oh, we're finally here. And Brad, because there's an extra layer of it's gay. It's very queer, but then you have the razzle-dazzle sparkle of the cross-dressing and the flamboyancy of drag that it's just kind of visual overload for them, and it makes the job much easier. Dot, see? Comedians and yeah. drag queens, same thing. Yeah, same it, thing. it's similar. Well, drag queens are hilarious. Drag oh, yeah. queens do. Some drag queens are yeah. hilarious. Okay, fair. Uh, that's how I started. So I moved out here to be a stand-up comedian and yeah. an improv actor. Oh. I did that, and it was, um, and I had always dabbled in drag. And then uh, I started dabbling in drag more, and I was like, well, I'm, I, this isn't working. And then I would go back to comedy. I was like, well, this is boring. And uh, then one of my stand-up comic friends was like, hey, will you do this benefit show as your drag character? And I was like, huh. And you sure. did. Yeah. Six months later, I quit my job and was a full-time drag queen hostess doing comedy and stuff. Yeah. And you found it. Was yeah, it was created. just one of those things that was like, hi, you really like doing stand-up, but you don't really like the stand-up scene. Because stand-up yeah. scene. Bless you. I cannot imagine anyone. You said, well, this is boring about stand up. I literally cannot think of a less boring thing than stand up. <laughs> it, was- it is truly like just a punch in the face every day. I, I've never gotten home and been like, that was boring. Like, it's either like I'm high, like, I have a, like I'm literally adrenaline high, adrenaline I- high, or I am deeply depressed. <laughs> like, there's think- nothing in between. <laughs> I think when I, uh, what I mean when I say boring, um, I missed that. I get what part of my soul or whatever. Missed yeah, the you, you're That's missing like the drag. yeah. And also, there's a there's a, a deep camaraderie that comes with drag that I feel like you don't get with stand up a lot of times because I know at least here a lot of the stand up comedians like one thing I really didn't enjoy about doing stand up is you can be in the green room right before the show and everybody is just in the zone, dead, just like nobody's talking <laughs> to each other because it's stand up is rough and you're like trying to like get in the zone yeah. for it and I was like. And I love the the kiki and the cackling and the and the and the pre showness of drag and that bond. So it was like a happy medium. Not all stand up comedians were like that. Not all stand up shows, but it was a happy medium for me to mix the drag and the stand up. Yeah, I th- I do think stand up feels m- like a zero sum game. Well, compared to podcasting and content creation that I'm doing right now, everyone has treated me so kindly so kind with their resources they share contacts it's just like they they promote i think when you're a stand-up comedian when you're an actor there's one part there's one audition slot there's five late night slots so you at the end of the day like it is a zero-sum game and that creates a different type of environment i still love comedians but they don't have that everyone here can succeed mindset that i think i see in the podcasting world that i Love, I love that part yeah. of podcasting. And the podcasting world is a, is still relatively a small 
kind of community, even though now it seems yeah. like everybody and their mother has a podcast. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad I started six months ago. I, I, I mean, even even then, I was like, this is everyone's doing it. I got to yeah. get in. Because we now. started ours four years ago and we felt, I felt like we were late to the game. And then now I'm just like, Jesus, we were, I can't believe No, like, that feels, yeah. God, I wish I started four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so since your show is based off of having gay sex and we've been in quarantine, how has that affected the show? Has it? I, look, I, I, I'm so authentic with my audience that I, I wish I were less authentic so that I didn't say this because I don't want it to affect people listening and like listening to my stories. Yeah. But yeah, like I am like really doing deep memory dives <laughs> about where I'm like, okay, well, what's another time that I had sex? And it was like remotely interesting because you, uh, you know, I'm dating, I'm, I have a girlfriend and I love having sex with her, but like when you, there's something about being with a new partner that introduces the opportunity for things to go wrong in a yes. comical way yes. that you don't necessarily have with your longtime partner. So between quarantine and being in a long-term relationship, I am constantly like, what am I going to talk about this week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I remember at the beginning of the, when your show started, when you told the story about the witness protection. <laughs> <laughs> the with the girl you dated with the witness protection. My greatest it, accomplishment. Yes. Yeah. It, wow. If you guys haven't listened to it, go <laughs> listen to where I'm gay sex, especially that episode. I think it's episode one or two, if I remember right. Yeah, it's number. It's the first is one. It, what, is it the first one? It yeah, was the mo- That was sort of the moment where I was like, oh, like I have to like talk about this after I had sex with her. I was like, this is I'm. These are stories. <laughs> yeah. And you have a lot of them. And in, in, even now, even on the newest episodes, it still feels fresh. Like all the Thank stories still that. feel very fresh. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And I love the, you just did an episode with, um, oh, I listened to their podcast too. The, the Mr. Uh, Mr. Christopher and the pup. Yes. Oh, it was so good. (laughs) Yes. I love them. The thing is, is I listen to their show and how and what you had them do on your show is what their fans don't get on their show. It was a very. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a very, I don't know how to put it, but more of a, a real conversation with them about their relationship and about the pup community that's what you get when you don't plan at all you just sit down and you're like well whatever happens happens Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was a good episode i liked it thank you i mean we don't do we we say to everybody you know it's just going to be a conversation and And, it is and that's what it feels like and we really live by that and sometimes you look like an idiot sometimes you know, people are very famous, very successful. They're very famous. They're very successful. They yeah. have this whole puppy play thing going. I had no idea. And, right. you know, you you kind of look like a novice. But, yeah. yeah, it is. It's very fascinating. Because we, in our first season, we had somebody that creates all the puppy gear who was kind of on the outskirts of the community. But he created the hoods and all that stuff. Come on and explain that. But it was nice to get the viewpoint of somebody who actually is in the community and does all the pup thing on a daily 
daily, yeah. like their daily life. I thought it was fascinating. And you have a lot of guests that do that on the show. Like you just find out. You had this straight guy who talked about anal sex and how he likes his ass worked and all that kind. Of, that was, <laughs> and he was like full on straight, and he was very the straightest. Yeah, very honest about it. And it was a hilarious I episode. It is. He's then, a great guy. Yeah, he was. I mean, we chose him for a reason. I the one demographic that I need to have more of that any of my listeners are going to be like, what the fuck, Ashley? Is but cis straight men, I would love to bring bring them in more because I want cis straight men at home to know that it's they okay. can learn about this yeah. stuff and talk about this stuff and kind of face their own uh, sexism towards lesbians mm-hmm. and maybe toxic masculinity to- when it comes to gay men um, and uh, any kind of Anything, any kind of questions that they have, like fetishization of trans people, like all those things, I want them to have more access to it so that it makes the world a better place. That's (laughs) my goal. So there is something you do that I am terrified of going on and doing, and that's TikTok. And you're big on TikTok. I know. I'm terrified of it today. But you have a huge following on TikTok, and your videos do so good. What made you decide to go on TikTok? Because even now, we have a we have a TikTok account. We don't post anything because we're all terrified of getting on there. And plus, I feel it's, old as dirt when I go on there. So I did feel old when I started. My girlfriend was actually the one. Wait, how old are that you? That had talked to me about it. I'm 33. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, you so Yeah, no, I'm still old. Is- <laughs> I'm in my 40s, so yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel ancient in this industry, but um, I'm trying to take good care of my skin. That's Do you have any tips? Very- Mariam T's great with skin. I can tell. Oh, uh, what is up with your sound, Mariam? Oh, you guys she- all just went all uh, super robotic. I know, I heard it. Normal. It kind of freaked me out. <laughs> So with TikTok, how We're did you, about, yeah, how did oh, you yes. get started with TikTok or why did you? So I started the podcast. I did a blast to my email list. I yeah. did a blast on my Instagram. I had gotten a small amount of downloads that I was like, cool, like not bad for like my first week. Okay. Yeah. And I was feeling really proud of myself. Um, but I also had, I have a fucking like message board where you can put the letters on the little thing on in my kitchen, um, which is just my entire apartment. <laughs> but I had on there, I I had become so cynical of uh, stand up and the and Hollywood yeah. because I just felt like not to toot my own horn, but I felt like I was really fucking good. And I didn't understand the sort of uh, distance between my career goals and my talent. So I was like, okay, well, Dane Cook is Ugh. well known for whatever you think of his comedy or him as a person. He's well known for establishing his fan base by himself True, yeah. on very, he's one of the first comics to really do this on the internet. So I wrote on my board, what would Dane Cook do? <laughs> because everything that I was doing, I was like, I, wa- I have to do this myself. I have to do this myself. And I was like, Dane Cook would be on TikTok. That's where he would be, like a hundred percent. So your inspiration so I, was Dane Cook. W- was Dane <laughs> Cook? I should probably have him on the podcast. I know. <laughs> Dane Cook is your spirit animal. I don't wow. even know what he's like in trouble for these days. I know, but right? I, I, um, truly. But so I 
threw one of my clips up on TikTok. I had no idea about TikTok. I leave my home, my phone at home sometimes when I go for a walk in quarantine because, you know, it's just like the one thing, the one moment of peace I get every day. Yeah. I go out, I go to the park, I meditate, I come back. My phone has exploded. <laughs> my podcast clip went viral. Truly just the dumbest luck. I mean, it's a funny podcast, but there's plenty of funny people who don't go viral. I finally some good luck. And, and then I just kept posting the, uh, the clips and then I thought, okay, look, maybe I should put my stand up on here. So I just put stand up on there and you do something every day, you get good at it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I just was like, I'm going to do this every day. And trust me, there are days where I want to chuck my phone out the window because I, I post something that I think is absolutely brilliant and it doesn't get, it's an addictive horrible yeah, see, that's how i would be i'd be like it, I, they're almost like pagan gods to me at this point when i do an attack i have like rituals that i yeah. do like like when i put the i'm looking at the hashtag i'm a i'm a nutcase oh my god it's like that tv show american gods with the new gods old gods i don't know if anybody watches that maybe it's just me i've <laughs> heard about it's a great show uh but, but okay. so do you scroll on tiktok and check out everybody else's tiktoks and what I people are doing use- TikTok to get kind of research. What mm-hmm. are other people doing that are successful? What could I be doing? Um, what are the trends? Uh, but I think what's great about TikTok is you don't necessarily have to follow the trends to be good. It has such a sophisticated algorithm. Yeah. So um, you can really do your own thing. Yeah. Um, my thing is sort of crowd work. People really love when I <laughs> yell at hecklers. That's like oh, the number one thing for me. Those are my favorite ones me. of your videos. I like the Brandon one. I like <laughs> the Brandon one, the Harvard one that you did <laughs> with the Harvard. Oh, guy. Bradley, 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 Bradley. That's one, Bradley. Yeah, they're yeah. hilarious. Oh, and Shirley, the 72-year-old grandma with the pink dildo. Thank you so that much. was I hilarious. Ended, I was laughing. I my had ass to off. take that one down because Why? It, was um, hilarious. it just it underperformed and oh god. I, I thought mean, it was I should have left it up. I, I should have left it, it up. <laughs> my my fa- the video was all washed out. I was so upset about it. Yes, Robbie. She have something? Uh, no, I was just gonna say <laughs> while we were talking about Dane Cook or something, I just wanted to give a shout out to the people that are in our live YouTube chat room. Yes. I wanted to say hi to Allison, Haley, Jess, Lucy, San, um, Ish, and Haley agrees. Please, please have Dane Cook on your podcast. Yes, do it, Ashley. Hi, everybody in the chat room. <laughs> do it. I I think that would be hilarious because I'm a fan of your podcast. I. I will be like right there listening because I would love to see the dynamic and say, you're the inspiration for my TikTok. Honestly, you should, I why? do owe him a debt of gratitude. Yeah. The worst thing he's going to do is say no, right? Okay, I'll do reach it. out to Dane Cook. <laughs> I have to, before I do, I must vigorously research what he's been canceled for recently I because I feel like already people are like, Gara's going to have, have her work cut out for that episode. Seriously. <laughs> we should have had her on the show too. I, she cracks me yeah, up. Yeah, bring Gara on. I'll, She's I'll, so I'll, funny. Uh, I'll send them a message and, yeah. and yeah. absolutely they have They crack on. me up. They're, oh, yeah. Um, so there is this little bit of a thing we do on this show where we get to know you with some random questions. Our audience will know what this is. Getting to know you. <laughs> so stupid. Getting to know you. Yes, we're going to get to know Ashley Gavin a little more with some random oh. questions. Are you ready, Ashley? I have no yes, idea what I these I love are. your soundboard. My soundboard is a piece of shit. It's just an app on my iPad. That's all. 
and we what? plug in. We yeah, I pull all the sound clips from wherever I want and plug it in and hit the buttons. And what sometimes, am I doing? oh, the one at your Halloween episode was hilarious when your possessed soundboard went went crazy. It was you're like a super fan. I know. You I like told you. I podcast. told you. I listened to Tony the podcast. Is, Tony listens to like 112 I podcasts. I do, and a I day. remember all of them. I'm, I'm telling you, actually, I listen I'm to the so podcast. I'm so flattered. I am really, truly flattered because you guys are so great. So oh, I'm thank honored. You. <laughs> okay, first question. Let's see what, what my fabulous little cards they say. Okay, have you ever had a weird urban experience, like an urban legend experience? Oh, um, I grew up in New York City. I was flashed for the first time at 11. At 11? And I... Yeah, in the morning and, and or at night or at age? <laughs> age. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> age 11. And sometimes when I say this, people go, oh, oh, and they get really sad. And yeah. I understand why they get sad because I was a child and that is a sex crime, like technically. Uh, but yeah. for me, and no one wants to be flashed. That's terrible. But it, for it me, it depends I on look- who's doing the flashing. Really, <laughs> It really does. Not this guy. Okay. Um, but I think it's hilarious because I was already so New York at age 11. I remember thinking, being like, mm, okay. And then I like went to piano practice. Like that was. <laughs> How is I piano was on practice? The street. Were you, like, I was focus? going. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I literally was just sort of like, I didn't want to see that, but I saw it. And now I go on with my day. Like that was, wow. that was, that's uh, I don't know if that's what you're looking for, yeah, but that's great. that was great. the first thing that popped in. If you're like, if you're like, what's it like to grow up in New York city? There it is. That's what it's there like. It is. And since you're in New York city, this next question is going to be great. What is the creepiest thing you could say while passing a stranger on the street? I got, I'm going to stab you in the pussy with my dick. Oh, I've gotten that before. No, I'm kidding. Um, are we allowed to say that? Did we just get demonetized and, and what, on no. YouTube? No. And what age did And was this at 11 too? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think at that age, I'd be like, I just have questions. Um, but uh, no, this was like in a crowd not long ago. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. I don't even know if it was directed at me. That's how crowded it was. It was like Times Square area. <laughs> The only weird thing I've, I think I've said this on the show is when handmaidens, this is, this cracked me up. So when uh-huh. handmaidens, ta- ta- handmaid's tail came out, I was on my normal walk here in Hillcrest and there was some young 20 something year old girl walking by me. And I just looked down and right when she said, I said under his, or blessed be the day and see what she would say. And she took her a minute and then I kept walking and then she realized and she said, under or ble- or under his eye, like <laughs> under his eye. Yeah, and she, she gave me a look, and we both started cracking up because it was like she's like, I know, I know what you're talking about. It was funny. That cracked me up. But. Okay, next question. Ready? What body part do you wish you could detach, and why? Oh my gosh, detach, <laughs> detach, and why would you detach it? Can I put it back on? Am I like a yeah. cyborg? Yeah, you can detach it. Do whatever you want with it. I guess <laughs> I wish I could take my head off and just have the experience of my body without constant thought and anxiety. Just oh like God. the pure existence of, of living. And <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> like, I'd like, be down for that. Like I'm a cat now. Like I'm just I'm a I'm a being, but I have few or no thoughts. Yeah. 
I was is this like a that. weird answer? What no, do people I am say? totally relating to this because in my head, it's just voices all day long. It'd be nice to chop that thing off, put it on a shelf, and go about my day with none of that shit in my head. You know what I mean? Oh, the, oh, robot the robots voices. are back. There's a lot of ro- ro- <laughs> robotics. <laughs> it's Miriam. Your computer's possessed, Miss Miriam T. <laughs> all right, next question. I'm not question. doing anything. What is the scariest sound you can hear in the middle of the night, Ashley? Oh, God. Honestly, I'm one of those people where if I just hear even like a click, a weird like click or a weird just like the house settling sound, I'm up and I'm like, okay, I have to check all the closets. Oh, God. I sleep like Uh, I'm so scared of the closets being open. I'm like, they're going to come out and get me. I have to shut yeah, the, I, I hate it. I think any kind of disturbance, I don't. <laughs> I guess there you. are scarier. I guess there's scarier, but it, honestly, it doesn't take much for me to get out of bed and be like, what is going on? Yeah. Okay. Ready? I, was, I think I did that last night. You did? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. Ready? What's the grossest thing you've ever seen someone do in public? You do live in New York, so. I live in New York, so. I've seen someone pee themselves in public. This is awful. I'm the worst guest. I just, I'm just like, we've had worst. um, (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah. On the subway train, I've just seen like someone just instantly start peeing, like sitting on the, they're, they're already like not in good shape and like people are not around them, but then they just go, they just literally let it go. And God, you're like, have that all right, I got to switch just... trains now. <laughs> have that freedom. I know. All you need to do is have an opioid addiction and you'll right? be there. <laughs> you're fine. You just need your life to fall apart. <laughs> and then you can just pee whenever you want, not be yeah. judged, really. People are like, oh. <laughs> like you said on the podcast, one of the things you said that you hate when if somebody ever did this to you is they look, look at you very sincerely and they go, oh, you. Yeah, on Mateo's episode, <laughs> yeah. I think. It made me laugh, yeah. Oh, you. <laughs> All right, the last one. Have you ever actually, have you ever accidentally text the wrong person? And how did it turn out? And what did you text them? <sighs> that you immediately regretted? I do this all the time because my contacts are out of sync on my computer. So I just have the phone numbers. So I usually go based on area code and I get it wrong a lot. And uh, I have never once looked into fixing it. (laughs) You just keep doing it. (laughs) I just keep doing it. The outcome has not ever been so horrible. I think I texted like uh, Corinne Fisher thinking that they were... um, a comedian on my show. I was like, yeah. okay, be there by and Corinne was like, did you mean to text this to Jordan Fisher? And it was not Jordan Fisher, but she had the right idea. She was like, you're not, this is not the correct person, <laughs> which is embarrassing when it's someone like Corinne Fisher who runs yeah. one of, if not the biggest sex positive podcast, like in a category of its own. I was just like, so grateful to even have her phone number and like have her on the, on and I'm like texting her random shit. And I was just like, oh, yeah, sorry. And like, you know, (laughs) moved on. Oh, gosh. So another thing you did, and I'm curious if you're ever going to do a second season of Gay Girl, Straight Girl. 
because oh, I, that's so sweet of you. I I think it's hilarious. I think if any, especially when you're super stoned, it is so good. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I burned through that all all. I think it's eleven episodes of the first season, right? I think we we yeah. pitched it around. It's because so good, it was, and it's such a good concept. I love it. Thank you. Um, we pitched it around. We wrote a pilot version. Yeah. Um of it and you know no one was interested i mean maybe now we'll see maybe things will be better a year from now and we'll pitch it again um but it was really it's just it took a lot of fucking work and it was really expensive so you know to do it again would be a really big uh it would be a big push so i just you know you when you when you raise you know, we did a Kickstarter. We raised like twenty five thousand dollars for it on Kickstarter. And when you do something like that, you you want to feel confident that it's gonna go somewhere. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll do a season two, but I, I hope I, so. I, would... I enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. I I really did. And the other the other girl you do it with, she oh my god, the dildo strap on episode. I was she's laughing. a she's a genius. She's an actual. <laughs> yeah. uh, genius and you and for our audience you can watch the whole first season i believe on youtube at um yeah um gay girl straight girl and you have all 11 episodes it's really cute go check it out i loved it (laughs) thank you thanks for that plug i never get that one oh really (laughs) yeah so with your show it who would you love as a guest besides dean cook who would you love on a guest to come on and dive deep into their gay sex life or how they're having gay sex. Well, now I have these like we had Demi Burnett um, a few weeks ago, who was like my dream guest at yeah. the time. And then this week. Oh, God, I probably shouldn't say this. I'm saying it. We have slated from Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. I don't know if you know that show. Yeah, Francesca Farrago. She is like she was. Oh, gosh, it's like a I binged it in like one day. It's you so did? good. Is it on? So when we're is supposed it on? to. Um, it. Is when it was Netflix? it on? I think early. I, I feel like it was early pandemic. Okay. <laughs> pandemic. Oh, yes, year, I do like remember this one. show. <laughs> yeah. So we have Francesca from that show. We're slated to interview oh, with. Cool. She has not confirmed on the calendar, but she get, she said she's coming. So um, hopefully we'll have her on. Oh, it and is I feel such like a guilty pleasure. This show. Oh, it's the oh, best it show. Is. <laughs> it is truly. I love Love Island. I love The Bachelor. I love any kind of like love competition. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Um, I don't know what that says about me. Uh, but funny. yeah, I just I think they're so hilarious. Um, so besides Francesca, who else would you want? Like who else is another? Well, it makes guy? me feel like, oh, my gosh, like maybe we can get some really truly actual big people yeah so i would love to have titus burgess um unbreakable kimmy schmidt um i would love to singer too oh he's just perfect in every way um he's just wonderful the truly like the funniest person i think he's like the the funniest person i would love to have gosh i don't know like i would love to have some kind of musician i would love to have like you know, Demi Lovato or Katy Perry <laughs> or Miley Cyrus. That like would some, be just amazing. Someone like that. Because I feel like music is such the ultimate, like, art when it comes to human connection. Mm-hmm. And when Katy Perry's song came out when I was in college, I, you know, I, I kissed a girl. Yeah. Like, that was huge. That was huge for me. That was enormous to hear 
my story on the radio. So yeah. I would love to talk to some queer musicians. Oh, that That'd would be really, be amazing. really cool. Oh my God. Can you imagine you and Katy Perry talking sex, gay sex? That would be I think so I'd, cute. I think I'd slip off my couch. <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody would slip <laughs> off their couch. When did you, did you come out in college or when did you come out? Yeah. In college? Yeah. I came yeah. out in college. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. And I was like, yeah, no, my twin brother came out first and stole my thunder. And I was like, you bitch. <gasps> Yeah. Identical or fraternal? Identical. Unfortunately. Damn, that sucks. He should have coordinated with you at least. I know. I, like I always he said, should've... there should have been one. There should have been one. And that's it. <laughs> Your brother is such a dick. Oh, guy. I hate her. I hate her. No, I don't. Hi, Manny. <laughs> Hi, Manny. I know she's watching or listening. Oh. I know. No, we have a very love-hate relationship. <laughs> I can tell. You're my bestest friend in the whole world, but my mortal enemy, too, is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on this show. I'm so glad we got to sit down and talk to you. You this guys so are awesome fun. and oh, so you. professional. The producer with the signs. Oh, my God. <laughs> producer Why don't I have that shit? I'm all, I'm Gara needs to get on it. Gara needs yeah, to get on it. Yeah, I gotta give Gara more responsibility. <laughs> right? But everybody, you can go check out. Go follow the podcast. Go listen on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get it. We're having gay sex with Ashley Gavin and Gara. They are so amazing and I'm and I, I only, I really promote stuff that I love, and I am a fan of your guys' podcast. I love what you do; it's so good. So everybody, go check that out. And how do people find you on TikTok, social, all of that good stuff, Ashley? I should just come up if you search Ashley Gavin. I, I pray to God that I am at least the most famous Ashley Gavin, specifically oh, <laughs> on each platform. I mean, for a while, it, that was not true. But there are other Ashley Gavins out there, unfortunately. But it's Ash Gavs um, on everything on TikTok. It's Ash Gavs comedy um, because I got banned as Ash Gavs. Um, that's a whole other saga. Oh, uh, you talked yeah. about that on Emma Wilman, Wilman's pod, yes. podcast, yes. if I remember right. Yeah. yeah, you can get banned on there very easily. Um, but if you just search Ashley Gavin or if you go to AshleyGavin.com, all of those links are there. All of it will work. And you can. how do people find you, Miss Mariam? TM, what do you, you have so much shit going on right now. Give us the rundown really quick. Yeah, well, you can, you can find me causing technical glitches on the Who Invited Her podcast. <laughs> yes, thank um, you very much. You can, uh, um, you can also catch me uh, every Wednesday night for Blackout Bingo at Gossip Grill. Um, I'm the new producer for the Thursday night Double D's Dinner and Drag Show at Gossip Grill. Um, if you missed out buying tickets for my tea party, sorry, they sold out in 16 hours, I bitches. Oh, uh, I was so pissed damn. about that. No, I was, I was, I, I cried a little bit. So that was really nice. Um, and then uh, 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 um, we'll be hosting uh, Pixar trivia Monday, February 8th, and Legally Blonde trivia hosted by not Jennifer Curlidge. Uh, You're doing it in a Jennifer Curlidge, 20... right? Please say you yeah, right. I'm doing it okay, as, as you know, not Jennifer Curlidge <laughs> on the fourth Monday. Are these live? February. Are these live events? Yeah. Uh, yes, these are all live events. That's kind of Those... annoying. I wanted to do Pixar trivia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish. Uh, I wish. Wish you could. I love doing uh, trivia. If you're ever o over here in sunny San Diego, I'm a game show freak, so I like to do lots of yeah. Uh, and people go culture. crazy at these trivia. Like they take it hardcore. They, no, I know. They take it hardcore. They come in. They come in costumes. They. Uh, Pix uh, Pixar is actually sold out too, so I don't know why I plugged it, but um, and you can go wow. to the website shehermedia.com. Just, just that moment right just there, that's why you did it. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can go to my website, sheherme.com, and that'll lead you to all my social medias. The Mariam T is my uh, Instagram handle. There you go. And you can follow the podcast at Who Invited Her underscore podcast on Instagram, where Who Invited Her SD on Facebook and Twitter. I always forget it. I don't know why. I say it every week and I forget it. Um, you could. Oh, yeah, Robbie has something to say. And you can watch us every Tuesday night if you miss the live show on Out At TV, which you can get on Apple TV, Roku, all of that good stuff. We're there every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch my other show, Film Springa, on Friday nights at 8 p.m. Um, and what else, Robbie? Am I forgetting anything? Uh, no, just make sure if you have any comments, leave them down below. Uh, tell us what you think about the episode. Make sure to rate us all that on uh, everywhere you listen to the podcast. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. Thank you again, Ashley. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> so glad we so got you So much fun. I love you guys. I'm going to follow you guys on Instagram. Yay. And, <laughs> and we'll go check out We're Having Gay Sex Podcast. I love the podcast. It's so good. It'll make you laugh. And it's just dirty, raunchy sex talk. I mean, what else can you ask for, right? I mean, it's great. But that is it. We will see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.